should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Because we're still waiting on the release of Call of Duty 15. Keep playing, you piggies. You know you want it. Here's a loot box, you gambling fanatics. Black Ops. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Bedlet, who is excited to announce you can buy his Square Enix NFTs for only a modest 500% markup. Now on his website, CryptoStonksGamers, with a Z, dot biz. Benedict. Please don't go to that website. <laughs> Just in case. Please don't go it's to that website. It's probably full of malware. Yeah. Um, anything big happened today? Nope. Nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. Certainly nothing dramatic. Nope. Nope. I can't think of nope. a thing. I well, can't think of... the listeners don't know that we're two days ahead of them, behind them. We're two days behind them. That we so. are recording on Monday, the 24th Oh, yeah, no, April. something big did happen. Um, ah. Don Lemon got fired. Yeah, yeah man. I was yeah, really... Yeah, I'm yeah, such yeah. a... Lemonhead? Is that what fans <laughs> call themselves? <laughs> uh, sure. Sure, I think that's what it is. I'm try- I was trying to make a lemonade thing work, but I can't <laughs> Something, something Beyonce. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, Tucker Carlson was fired today, or left, whatever they want to claim it was. Um, and you you broke the news to me as I was driving. <laughs> Never happens, folks. I, I Kevin, I, whenever I text something to Kevin excitedly, he's always like, "Yeah, I knew about that ten minutes ago." Which is, <laughs> the life. I of think a just a, I think just a front, but this one <laughs> I don't. But I think sometimes I do tell him things that he doesn't know. But this one, I think he was so like so shocked that he didn't even have the wherewithal to pretend that he already. Who knew. the fuck saw it coming? Like who the fuck saw no, it coming? No, certainly not Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Uh, that's the best part of it. The best part is like the last frame of him ever appearing on Fox News, at least in his normal slot. I'm sure he'll be back as a guest. Uh, was him next to an ad for what was it? Let them eat bugs, whatever his right. fucking bullshit new documentary was for uh, yep. Fox streaming service. Uh, that was delightful, and also ties directly into Alex, of course, as we know, mm-hmm. uh, all about eating them bugs. God, it's just it's a great day for Schadenfreude. It really is. It's just, mwah. It's chef's yeah. kiss. It's I, I do have to say, I think Don Lemon's, fu- like, the Don Lemon thing is even funnier because, like, <laughs> a, like just as a... As a CNN as was a, like, do it now! Do it now! Yeah, exactly. He was on air this morning, and then they were like, mm, pull the plug. Oh, yes, we finally got something to cover it. Do it! Do it! Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, this is, this is the equivalent of a Friday news dump. They had, they had a break glass in case of big news button that was yeah, just yeah. the fire Don Lemon actu- For sure. uh, actuator or whatever. <laughs> uh, man, sure. and on top of that, like, okay, we're, we're just, uh, listeners will know by the title of today's episode that, we, you know, it's, we're just talking about Alex again. So why don't, why don't yeah. we get into some Last week, end of last week, the Matt Walsh hack, just mwah, glorious. And then Jeremy Boring melting down about it. Everything is just... 
if you enjoy the the pain of truly horrible people, it's been a good week for it. It's been a very good week for it. <laughs> you know, you got to take the wins sometimes. You really do. You really do. But Benedict, uh, you probably know what it is that we do here on this program. Uh, some other folks, though, those who were unaware at the time of Don Lemon's firing that he was being fired, uh, <laughs> they might not know what it is that we do here on this program. They might say, this is a show where we go deep. Deep, deep, deep to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative nonfiction and in between taking a look at other examples of the right doing their best to make America hate again. Start us off, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? Yeah, I think Tucker Carlson's going to run for office. <laughs> See, you texted me that like immediately after. That was your first take on it. I don't buy no, it. No, my first take was he's going to immediately go on Alex Jones. That uh, was my first. That was my very first take. And it's then a my slightly, possibility. It's a distinct possibility. My slightly baked take was that <laughs> he's going to run for office. And I don't think he, having thought about it and heard more about it, I don't think he quit. To, well, he definitely got fired, it sounds like. Um, or was was encouraged to leave. So it's not like a, I'm going to stop. It's not like a Mike Huckabee. I'm going to stop doing my show so I can run. Yeah. But it might be like, what the fuck else am I going to do? I I'm, could win a Senate seat in fucking. I mean, there is no other platform big enough for Tucker Carlson. Like Newsmax, yeah. OANN, none of them could do it. They're no, I mean, he there. could do I, like he could do his own podcast, I think. But like, you really think he's going to do what we do? You really think he's going to do what we I don't think do. he's going to do what we do. Maybe, <laughs> folks, we have a third host incoming. <laughs> Welcome. To the, I expect the person who has the name of who we're going to have on the show every week, I expect next time, it's going to be <laughs> Tucker Carlson. I expect it's going to be Tucker Carlson. No, uh, but he won't be our guest. He'll be our new co-host. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's going to happen. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, but though. so I, I, I think, like, I reckon he could, like, he could win in, like, rural Sacramento, for sure. Buddy, you know nothing about my hometown. <laughs> I know, I know why Sacramento is live. blue. There is, like, one you... suburb, El Dorado Hills, uh, that might get him in the red out there. That, you don't, you don't think he a... wouldn't run for Congress? You think there? he's gonna run for California state senator or something? No, no, just uh, to be a regular old congressperson. He, he couldn't. He couldn't. Sacramento County is too deep blue. He'd never win okay. there. Maybe you have a shot in Devin Nunez's old seat. That might be the place where, okay. where he's up for. Yeah, uh, I don't buy it. I don't think he has any interest in it. I think he just likes being a fascist demagogue. I think that's what he's about. And I, yeah. he's, he's going to find a new place to be a fascist demagogue. That's what it's going to be in the end. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, he's either going to do a Rogan or he's going to do a... Um, Oh, he's probably going to end up on fucking Daily Wire Plus, honestly. You know, like, that's probably the only place. Or, or Breitbart. I mean, Breitbart's more openly racist, so maybe they'd take him. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what's your hot take? Uh, my hot take, Benedict, uh, more to the point, uh, is that the Hummer electric vehicle oh. is missing the fucking point. Yes. That, <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> I saw somebody doing a review of it, like, yesterday, uh, and it was just like, oh, Oh, you don't get what electric vehicles are about. You you don't get it. You just don't get it. It's a Hummer. No. It's not supposed yeah. to exist. The vehicle is not supposed to exist. And, like, compare it to... I've seen relatively good reviews of, like, the Ford F-150 uh, electric version, whatever it's yep. called. I think it's the Lightning or something. And, yep. like, gets good gets good range and mileage, and, and it has this feature where it can function as a battery for your house. So if you mm -hmm. have solar panels, it can charge for off the solar and then give you electricity at night. The Hummer's just it, everything a Hummer ever was. A fucking waste. 
It's a yep. complete fucking waste. Go fuck yourself. Is it Hummer its own brand, or does Hummer make it? Like, is it, it Hummer a type of something else? It might be owned by GM, I think, but it's like its own independent brand. Okay. Like, it's sold it. It's at, not like a Ram Hummer or whatever. <laughs> like it's, like, <laughs> no, I, I, don't I don't fucking think know. Is. This is like this. American cars are so foreign to me. I just I have no concept. Aha! Nice double entendre there. Nice one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's dumb. I don't think it should exist. Anyways, Benedict, on to housekeeping this week. Uh, remember to rate and review us on the iTunes. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod and at NYGBCBen on Twitter. Uh, updates this week. Uh, we are in the middle of the, the vacation period I talked about previously. So I was gone last weekend and I am coming up, going to be gone for a whole week. So not this week, obviously you'll be hearing this episode, but next week you'll be hearing one of those Prager roulettes that we put in, uh, to, uh, fill in that time when we're going to be gone and having hopefully more fun than I do on a regular daily basis. Um, but just keep, be aware of that. That's going to be coming up. But one Please actual... still listen to them, because Kevin makes me listen to things even <laughs> when he goes away. So it's I'm... only worth it when I see number go up on yeah. the download button. Yeah, I make you listen to bad things. Uh, but true. one little update, this is just something I was thinking about, is that on a previous episode, I think that we, and by we I mean I, uh, mm. gave too much credit for to Tim Pool for supposedly being on the left in his earlier career. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, you. You were the one who was giving him cred for no, being at Occupy Wall Street. I said he was the shit. one that fucking Paul Joseph Watson sent to Sweden. You it wasn't are, me. You you are correct, but I think you also mentioned Occupy Wall Street. Uh, I'm just trying to. Oh, I'm he trying did to, do Occupy. That, I mean, that's true. He was at Occupy Wall Street. Right, but he's always been a piece of shit. Uh, but I since learned since then uh, from YouTuber Hey It's Vadim, um, formerly the cringe creationist cat. Like, look, I like his content, but creationist cat was always cringe. It was always cringe. It's just, yeah. I get it. YouTubers have to have a gimmick sometimes, but it's much better under the current branding. Uh, uh-huh. But I learned from one of his videos uh, that Timmy has pretty much always been a right-wing shitlord. Um, for a, just example of one of the things that, that you know, sort of gave me that thing in my mind of him having left cred um, is that he always claims that he voted for Obama in 2008. Um, which is I, like who didn't? the most, Honestly. well, it's the most lukewarm of left cred you could possibly yeah, yeah. have, right? You voted for Obama. Yeah. Like you said, for who didn't, who the fuck didn't. Um, but as a matter of fact, much closer to the actual time, I think it was 2010 or 2011. Uh, he told an interviewer around the Occupy Wall Street protests that he had actually voted for Ron Paul. Uh, so he's just been lying about that. If okay. you take him at his own words on that for the, the entire amount of time he's claimed otherwise after and uh, yeah, he's just a he's just a crypto fascist libertarian shitlord. That's all Tim Pool ever is. But anyways, Benedict, we have some new inductees into the Spooky World New World Order bleh, to welcome this week, Great. and those are welcome. of course our two newest patrons. So welcome to the Spooky World New World Order bleh, to Tish B. You are now part of our New World Spooky World Order, bleh. and also to Torian the Gallant. You are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. Bleh. Thank you both oh so very much. And of course, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, bleh, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending to others, and send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity. Become a patron like those fine folks did. Or just get my attention with something good. I give it out. I just hand out the Spooky World New World Order, bleh, yeah. all the time. Because cause it's... It's free. Because it's, it's fun. Free. It's free, free to yeah. do. It's free to do so. Uh, but Benedict, with all that out of the way, why don't we... Go ahead. 
and get on to the episode for today. <laughs> I realize that that's the perfect one for that moment, but I can't play the same thing every time. I really can't. Uh, but Benedict, we are here today to talk about our recent review of The Great Reset by Alex Jones and sort of yep. put a pin in it, stick a fork in it, um, yep. smother it with a pillow, other words for finality, stuff like that. Um, and let's say we are less prepared than we usually are for an episode. Um, because I'll just say the book kind of scrambled my brain. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot to take in over a period of time. And we, what did we probably put in like six months on that book or something like that? I didn't even keep track of how long we were on it. Maybe it was less like four months. Um, so I just want to start off, uh, by asking you, what was your favorite chapter? of the book that's a great question um, <laughs> that i told you to me... be prepared for earlier no, I, today. No, I just I, I didn't uh look at the chapter number but i can tell you which one it is mm-hmm. it's the yuval noah Harari. ah you stole my favorite one too you stole <laughs> my favorite it's just one like too in the middle of the book it's just like a like a wes anderson style <laughs> and now for something completely different like I got, diatribe okay. i guess about why he just hates this one dude who's like very inoffensive and as we went through completely distorts what harari said obviously yeah like, yeah no but that's the whole book so i don't i don't feel the need to mention that but that that is uh yeah i mean it, it basically for anyone that didn't listen to that particular episode i highly encourage you to go and listen to it yeah it was um interesting to be sure yeah interesting yeah so i mean essentially he does like a micro review of all three i think of you well know i think he did all three of those big ones so he did homo sapiens homo deus and then the other one i forget the name of but it's uh it's it's something like great recessy again um and again just reads harare as being prescriptive rather than hey what do we do about these problems that i've identified um so yeah it's a it's a fun it's a fun chapter basically he's like harari wants to make men into gods and kill religion and <laughs> stop people from having babies oh the and, sexless uh yeah. spaceship or whatever it was. oh did you it's a bit like sidebar Sex- did you see that no the, no the the like the like uh like sports stadium of artificial wombs that went viral on Twitter. Is the this other day. is this Jordan B. Peterson tweeting porn again? Is that what? No, it is? sadly not. <laughs> no, it like so like it's literally. Oh, like, you're talking was, about that CGI video that they yeah, were claiming was real? Yeah, exactly. No, and then like eight hundred blue checks underneath, being like, "How is this legal?" <laughs> and then one person being like, "I don't know, man. Doesn't look real." And then okay, like, I what? am thinking of and this. I don't remember who it was, but again, it might have been Jordan Peterson. Somebody tweeting out like. You know, uh, di- no, it diaper was, that porn. Was there Peterson. was somebody tweeting yeah. out diaper porn, and it's like, this is why we need to stop the transes. And it's like, those are two cis straight people who are just into yeah. some weird shit. That's all yeah. that is. <laughs> like, you people don't understand what the fuck's going on here. Uh, my no. favorite chapter, since I know you were going to ask, uh, I was. and because I have to come up with a different one since you chose the one I was going to no, choose. No, you could say why you love my chapter. I, I basically just did. It was a lot of fun. But uh, I got to say, best chapter title of the book and my second pick for best is chapter. it the gulag one you probably won't face a firing squad in the great reset but you may be put in a digital gulag it's, <laughs> it's just like a run-on like re- like <laughs> nose chapter titles should have more than two lines of text yeah like. and, and, i mean we all know that alex had no editors we know there were no editors involved in this i i would guess if i had to that the only quote-unquote editor was his ghostwriter 
who yeah. like did a second pass of the rust, rough draft before no, sending it No, I reckon Alex. Alex was the editor and he oh, was God. like, well, yeah, looks good to me. <laughs> oh, that's such a bad choice. It's a bad choice for editing. Alex has never edited himself, especially when he really should. Uh, that seems to be one of his problems. But I love that <laughs> it one. It seems to be a theme. I love that chapter because even though he could have come up with like examples that would seem scary, right? There's there's stuff out there that, that maybe would seem scary. There's stuff about, you know, some governments, the problem is they're mostly fascist governments that Alex likes, uh, doing things like tracking people through their online activity. Mm-hmm. And and putting them into actual gulags, uh, like some countries do, for what they yep. say. Uh, take Russia, for example. Um, there are things he could come up with, but he came up with the most pathetic, mealy-mouthed examples of just like, well, somebody I like got banned on Twitter, and that's the <laughs> digital gulag. <laughs> that's not. It's actually digital disappearing. <laughs> At least in the digital so gulag, what's the gulag do, then? Would, Rumble be, well, is is Rumble the gulag? Yeah, it might be because it's doing meaningless work all day. <laughs> very excited, very excited for Matt Walsh's new show premiering on Rumble. <laughs> By the way, let's just reflect for a moment on the fucking pathetic, whiny baby bullshit, self cratering of a career that is Matt Walsh announcing he will only be on Rumble now. Cool, man. Yeah. Did you see Dan Bongino got got let go from Fox News? I did. Well? That was I like did. a minor. Honestly, I think part of it might just be that they literally lost half a year's profit in that settlement, and they need yeah. to thin the ranks a little bit just for money well, purposes. Yeah. You know, Tucker Carlson, probably the most highly paid person at the network, if I had to yeah, guess. Yeah, and I think he doesn't make very much in ads. I think it was always no, because yeah. he's got fucking loads of boycotts on his show. Right. So. They just kept him on because he, he is the perfect person for the propaganda mission of Fox News. Uh, but, you know, at this point, he's too much of a liability. You know, if we're being honest about what I think happened there, I, I don't, I think it is, you know, some people are speculating that it was part of the settlement that he'd be fired. I don't think that's the I, case. No, I don't think so either. I think it's more likely it's just a financial and, and legal decision that this guy is gonna cost us way too much money if we keep Well, th- I mean, that's the thing. I, I saw people speculating about, like, Sometimes insurance companies don't want to have extra liabilities on the books. <laughs> so if your insurance is like, hey, that can't happen again, then the company has to be like, mm, that cannot happen again. Yep. That could be a possibility. It could be some pressure there. But back to Matt Walsh. Just, sure. okay. He was on YouTube and I, I don't know how many uh, subscribers he had, but you know, I'm going to look it up right now just to find out. Cause Probably a lot. He was making I like 100,000 a month, right? Or yeah, that's reportedly did. about 100,000. That's what he claimed. So looking at his account, 2.36 million subscribers. That That's a lot of subscribers. That, that is, is a indeed a lot of subscribers. And so he's decided to go to Rumble because YouTube won't pay him anymore. YouTube has not banned him. It has not taken down his videos. It just said that it won't have him and it won't pay him anymore. It won't allow him to get uh, ad revenue from from Google AdSense and whatnot. So he has taken the rather dumb decision of moving over to Rumble, where I'm just going to see if he even has. Oh, boy, he has an account now. One hundred and three thousand followers. <laughs> That's everyone on Rumble. <laughs> 
Even if you monetize every video with what? Who the fuck advertises on Rumble? Matt Walsh's boss, The Daily Wire? You're going to be advertising Jeremy Boring's fucking razors on there that he already advertises in the middle of his show? Yeah, that's going to be very profitable. Uh, but that is... <laughs> it's just going to be his own ad read, and then it cuts into a placed ad from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same ad, just with a different person reading. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so, so I just look, I'm never gonna stop loving the Schadenfreude of that. And I have to imagine that, you know, the the hack of his phone, um, whatever glorious person did that and uh you know, revealed to us all that he is a oh fuck, what was the what was the fucking phrase that was used? Uh why do I forget it? What was it? You know what it was, I, I right? I certainly do not. Saucy Shooter? Was that it? Was that it? Something like I that? Don't I can't even remember. It's days ago. My memory is blank. Uh, that that glorious person, you know, we can all only hope that we someday see the fruits of whatever noxious shit was in Matt Walsh's DMs. Well, it was also pretty funny that Jeremy Boring, like three tweets into his rant, was like, Matt probably has some bad shit in his emails. <laughs> fucking knew man he fucking knew <laughs> probably oh, god it never stops being good when bad people get their comeuppance but anyways <laughs> back to the digital gulag uh as we all as we all should be. not again i can't go back we all belong in the digital gulag man we all belong there but yeah it was... maybe podcasting is the digital gulag actually <laughs> <laughs> now that i think about it but just like the pathetic level of the examples he chose. And then going to like the Chinese social credit score thing, yeah, uh, which we talked about, which once again is not is like... Is real? No. It's it's like there is like... And actually, uh, I always give... You know, I should always say this at the you beginning of our social Alex credit. episodes. I always give the social credit to uh, the Knowledge Fight Boys, right? Dan is the expert on Alex Jones. I think in their episode like a couple days ago... They talked about the social credit score and how, like, there are, like, private companies in China that will use, like, what American conservatives claim is the social credit score for things like, you know, doing business with that company. But Okay, but also, like, MSG is, like, surveilling people that are um, Madison Square Garden, not uh, the... You gotta be... <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah. not the additive to a lot of Chinese food. <laughs> no, no, no. MSG <laughs> Madison Square Garden is, like... Uh, facial IDing people as they come in and like they banned a lawyer that was suing the CEO recently. Really? I didn't hear or that. Or that not even was involved in the case. It just works at the firm that is wow. like working on a case against the CEO. That's some bullshit. That's some real bullshit. So there That's is... way scarier. <laughs> I think since, you know, since we, we sort of brought it up, we should like sort of do what we have said a bunch of times throughout the book review, I think sort of just to, to qualify things, which is there are things that if Alex was making a legitimate grievance, if he was trying to make legitimate points, there are things about modern society and technology that are scary and that are bad and that could lead to a nightmare dystopia uh, in a number of different ways. Mm -hmm. None of those are the ways that Alex thinks the nightmare dystopia will take place because all of the things in reality are a product of the capitalist dystopia that we already live in. <laughs> Not of the socialist, communist, globalist world takeover that mm. Alex thinks is is in the pipes and in the works with, of course, U.N. troops waiting on our border to come across and take over small town Texas with black helicopters. <laughs> As we all know, is about to happen. Yep. Uh, but so, you know, we've I think we've tried to address those things throughout the book as we went. Yeah, through as it. we go, you know, yeah, there, there are things like, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, AI and we've talked about these sort of facial recognition things and all that. 
that stuff is worrying technology. The fact that big tech does have all this data about us and can use it to manipulate us. Um, that is definitely worrying. And obviously we have real world examples of that manipulation being done beyond just, you know, the products you buy because an ad popped up uh, because, you know, the, the algorithm knew what you were thinking about uh, uh -huh. because of your search history and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, we have, for example, uh, the, the 2016 election and Cambridge Analytica, where they mm -hmm. did use that sort of data to manipulate people. And then we have other things. I would say this is another example of it. Dinesh D'Souza's fucking bullshit movie, 2000 Mules, <laughs> where they use cell phone geolocation data. Now, they had to lie about that data and what it could tell them and what it meant. And also they lied in a whole bunch of other places in that movie. Yeah. Um, but... They used that sort of data to support their fascist propaganda worldview and point. Um, so it's another example of how that can all be used and how, and this is where Alex doesn't understand, the only way to resolve that problem, because it exists on a large scale, a global scale in fact, and because it exists in areas that are outside of our ability to control, especially if we want to remain functional within our society, is to do it through government regulation. Mm -hmm. And of course, Alex would immediately start screaming that those regulations to stop the things he claims are evil are evil in and of themselves the because they're overreach. Evil. They just want to take control of the thing and then the government's going to do it instead. Exactly. That's exactly what he would do. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I have never, I think, throughout this book attributed good faith to Alex. And I don't think... Wow, he, shocking. Having read it, I don't think he deserves good faith. No. I, I don't think so. Uh, so I'm glad that we didn't. So that was our favorite, Benedict. Yep. What, what was your least favorite chapter of the book? Uh, I think The Great Reset of Food, to be honest. Really? You didn't like talking about bugs for the whole well, half a really paragraph we got? Bugs. I know. I was disappointed because we that got like half a paragraph. I thought it was going to be more buggy. Yeah, that was a little And it was just like, oh, the grain field burned down. And then I was like, well. <laughs> Food processing factory fires. No, it's a butcher shop, Alex. It was a, it yeah. was a butcher well, shop. Well, also, like, fires happen at places that are uh, full of dusty grain. Like, I, don't... <laughs> I like that you imagine all food factories is just full of dusty grain. That's, you know, I, I haven't moved on from the medieval English peasant <laughs> mindset of just it only being oh, bread. That's oh, remind me at some point, uh, you, just because you brought up medieval England, uh, to play for you the sounds, uh, I can probably find it on YouTube, uh, that are made in the uh, RTS game uh, Crusader 2. Uh, when it, or maybe it's Crusader, or not, or, I don't remember which game it is. Stronghold Crusader Two. Oh, I, I love Stronghold. I know, yeah, I, I yeah. Know. Just Eat the morning, worst, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. I don't even have to play it for you. I love Stronghold. I love. Remember that game. your training. <laughs> <laughs> some of the greatest. Some of the greatest. Obviously, American-made uh, voiceover for a we game. We are ever. running out of food, sir. <laughs> Great That's series of games. <laughs> I used to starve my peasants <laughs> <laughs> just to see what happened. Just take away all the rations. Who needs yeah. them? Who needs them? That's right. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a good least favorite chapter. I thought that one was kind of boring. Um, yeah, my least favorite, and this might be surprising to people, is actually the COVID-19 chapter. Yeah, I could see that. I think because I've been exposed to so much Alex that I would, I just heard it all before and it was yeah. kind of boring. So maybe that's just a personal thing for me. Maybe that's why I didn't find it quite as interesting as any of the other stuff. I mean, to be fair, there wasn't a whole lot that was interesting at all. I mean, 
No, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take that back. This was the, other than, and we will never top it, we haven't, and I don't think we ever will, other than Dinesh D'Souza's first book, uh, this was the craziest uh, bullshit we've read so far. Um, Because we're still chasing that dragon, and the first Dinesh D'Souza book that we did, um, I don't think we'll ever get anything like it. I don't know, I think this might be crazier. Crazier, maybe, but more fun, no. No, but I also think that we're old cynics now. <laughs> we were, we were fresh faced. Even even the cynics that we were, we were like fresh faced, like bright eyed, bushy tailed. How can anyone have written this and be published? How many like, books I have we? we I have not kept oh, track. Dude. How many books have we done, including I, the old show? Yeah, I think we might be on like eight or nine at this point. We've done Trump Jr. We've done two Dinesh, have we? Two Dinesh books, that's true. Yep. Or did uh, we just do the movie of Dinesh? No, no we didn't we did do the two second movies. book. We did, we did the movie. We didn't do the second book. So gotcha. we did one Dinesh. We did uh, William F. Buckley. We're just yep. counting this out on the show. And, that's and fine. I, I hope it's entertaining, people. <laughs> yeah, we did Levin. We did... Uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Um, we did The Faith of Donald J. Trump. Oh, God. We did the Trump <laughs> Jr. book. I already got that one. This. I'm doing oh, fingers. You, you can see I'm holding up fingers oh, okay. as we go. Uh, I think we we're did, maybe on... Um, we did seven. this one. Great reset, yeah, right? I so think that, seven. That's seven, yeah. Uh, and I feel like there might be one or two we're forgetting in there that just weren't memorable. Well, I mean, if you count uh, the MAGA hat romance, that's eight. No, we did that. The one that had the snowball of inferences. The snowball of inferences, I want to say, was... That lawyer guy. No, we did Ben Shapiro, though. Oh, yes. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And that brings us to 10. That is uh, the Fox News guy who... Begins with a G. Greg Garrett? Gar- Greg Garrett? Jarrett. Greg Jarrett. Jarrett. We did Greg yeah. Jarrett. Uh, and that was the one that uh, my crazy aunt gave my dad the <laughs> sequel to that book for Christmas last year. Uh, so fun times. Not this. It was, it was something book. like Donald J. Trump is an innocent man. Or something. It was something like that. It was the Russia hoax. That was it. Oh, so I got yeah, yeah. 10. And maybe our listeners, because I'm not going to go look through the back catalog. <laughs> maybe our listeners will Tell remind us how many us of these fucking ones. books we've read. <laughs> but yeah, I think there is something to say about how we, uh, me definitely, maybe you to a lesser extent, because you don't expose yourself to this stuff intentionally outside of what I, I make you expose yourself to, um, have become a bit, maybe disillusioned isn't the right word. Maybe maybe you were right with jaded. No. Some, yeah, I, don't know what the word I, is. I think just like harder to surprise. Yeah, something uh, like that. It is very because a much... lot of it, a lot of it's like not that we're repetitive. We're always charismatic and interesting, <laughs> but a lot of the material is repetitive. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of these where like, oh, we, also, we saw that argument with so. Sorry, I, I know we're doing the Ted Cruz book, but folks, Kevin doesn't want to do the Josh Hawley masculinity God. book, and I really do. <laughs> Look, as someone who lives in Missouri, I don't want to expose myself to that piece of shit any more than I have to already. Yeah, uh, but Josh Hawley wrote a book about masculinity. I know. It is funny. It is inherently <laughs> funny. When does it release? Uh, I think it's before the cruise one. I think it's soon. We'll have to consider it. See right? where we are when we when the Seagull one's done. Because that's the thing, right? We have talked about timeline-wise, Ted Cruz's book is slated to come out in November. And, you know, with books, sometimes they get pushed back. It might happen with Ted Cruz. If that happens... I will consider the Josh Hawley book. Okay. I think that's at least... At that's least, all I need. But we're doing the Ted Cruz book. You no, put course. a fucking yeah, yeah. Nazi slur in the title, man. We're not yeah. not doing it. We have to do it. Uh, there's no escaping that. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that fucking title and where it comes from. <laughs> you bet your sweet bippy. Uh, so, 
Next question, Benedict. Yep. Next question. What surprised you the most about this book? Uh, that it was organized as an actual book. <laughs> <laughs> that there were chapters and paragraphs. See, I thought you were going to go with, because this is something you brought up as we were reading it, I thought you were going to go with how religious Alex is. Yeah, or how no, that much is that true. comes through. That is true, yeah. I think um, that's maybe something I shouldn't have been surprised by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I mean, listeners will know that I I am not that familiar with Alex Jones, really, beyond the, like, sound bites that everybody knows. Um, but, yeah, I think th- that that was surprising. Um, I think the, the... Yeah, I mean, the fact that it was organized, like, reasonably well. Like, there is an index. There is, like... It's not just, like, one long rant, which I was kind of expecting. Yeah. Um, it's poorly formatted, kind, but it's formatted. Yeah, no, but it is formatted. <laughs> <laughs> Line break. Yeah. <laughs> Line break. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so, I no, I think both of those things were definitely, uh, definitely surprising to me. I also... Um, Yeah, no, that that's probably it. I was I was gonna say like the his his ability to make two completely distinct things connect <laughs> in his head. In his head, that's the is, key. That's the is key a, part is of that. Quite, just, just like some of the things that were just like, and Ukraine was invaded by Russia because they were trying to keep track of all the people in the country. Just like <laughs> what? There's just some some bonkers stuff. There's a lot of it. I don't think actually was cleared by Alex before it went into the book. Because there are things yeah. that just contradict Alex's narratives on various topics. So it's a, there's some stuff in there, and we talked about it when we went through it, that just doesn't quite square with Alex's view of the world. So I think it must have come from the ghostwriter. Yeah. Uh, but ben, What like, surprised you? You know, that's you, the thing. Uh, you I, should be harder to surprise. I was surprised more by some of the things that were left out than what was put in. The yeah. fact that we didn't really get much great replacement stuff. Because that's Alex's jam. That's absolutely mm-hmm. Alex's jam. The fact that we got less explicit transphobia than I'm accustomed to with Alex was surprising to me. And honestly, less explicit, explicit transphobia than some of the previous books we've read. Like, we, we've had some that yeah. are just all-out attacks in, a, like, an entire yep. chapter. Yeah, um, yeah, Donald Trump Jr. has had yeah. a whole chapter devoted to that. It's just the fact that there was less of that. And then things like, like we mentioned already... The fact that there wasn't a whole lot about you will eat the bugs. Yeah. Because one of Alex's favorite catchphrases is you will eat the bugs in the scary Eastern European vaguely German voice accent. that he does. To imitate Klaus Schwab. Um, even though, as we've said many times, that is not a phrase that was ever actually said by Klaus Schwab. No. Uh, but it's, yeah, that sort of stuff that was left out. Uh, Benedict, last question before we yep. move on to end the episode with... Uh, we're going we're gonna to actually read the acknowledgements page, and then we're going to do some okay. clips, some final cool. clips. Sure. Um, but uh, what surprised you the least about this? Uh, that he, in print, mixed up Klaus Schwab and Charles Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it made it to print like that. The fact that it made it to print. It's that not t- surprising at all. <laughs> that ties into my least surprising, which is the fact that, once again, there was clearly no editor. Oh, absolutely will never surprise me ever again when we look through these books and go, what the f- No, did did nobody have spell check? Did they not did they not see the little squiggly Microsoft Word puts under the 
those were what well, happened that's the thing. There? It's the stuff that Microsoft Word wouldn't catch that because like Charles Schwab is a thing. It yeah. just happens to be a, a financial it's institution. Chuck, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that was a um, lot of fun. That was yeah. a lot of fun. But anyways, Benedict, I realized uh, as I was preparing this episode, there is one part of the book as we have not that we n- have not covered. Uh, and that is the acknowledgement page. And I figured, why don't we just to to put the bow on this? Why don't we read the acknowledgements before we get to some clips? <laughs> or, or the footnotes, which is literally all a bit. Yeah, I'm not gonna do the footnotes. They're not great. The footnotes are not great. There is a lot of obviously, you know, citing to. And here's the funny thing. Uh, I've mentioned to you before that News Wars is a mirror site of Infowars. Yeah, yeah. It's also owned by Alex. Alex cites to News Wars. He does not cite to Infowars because, again, I think he thought he could trick people into okay. thinking that News Wars was not his website. So I found that very funny. Also, plenty of citations to uh, Tucker Carlson. Pour one out for your boy. Uh, sadly, gone too soon or too early. Whatever. Too late. I don't know. Uh, but Benedict, the acknowledgments. Uh let me just <clears throat> read this with all the, the uh, uh, affectation that it deserves. I could not have remained in this fight if not for the unwavering support of my family through the years. Which I presume includes the wife he divorced. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. I love you. Which actually this should be read as, Alex. I love you. I think you need it, yeah. I love you. I love you. I would like to thank all our predecessors in this timeless struggle for human... I can't do it the whole time. I can't do no, it. No, that's too much. Uh, Alex Alex stands on the shoulders of giants, though. <laughs> I would like to thank all our predecessors in this timeless struggle for human liberty. We are all indebted to those who came before us. The ancestors, the pioneers who fought and died for freedom, for a dream that we know today as Western civilization. We are the blessed inheritors of that dream but only if we succeed in defending it against the assaults of the modern age. Thank you to everyone currently involved in the effort to preserve classic Western values and a classical liberal system. Oh, you hear that? He's just a classical liberal. That's all he is. That's all he is. Uh, A classical liberal system. Uh, Lost my spot. Against the insidious influences of techno-fascism and (laughs) neo-globalism. Techno-fascism is is distinctly German. <laughs> it's got it's got that it's got that German pop Euro pop beat. It's, that, no, it's it's got Sandstorm by Darude yeah. playing underneath it. That's what it is. It's yeah, if you like goose, techno-fascism, yeah. Goose uh, stepping to fucking Toscana. <laughs> <laughs> Evacuate the dance floor so we can commit a genocide. Uh, <laughs> That was not a funny joke, but it was a funny joke. It was. God damn it. And neo-globalism. Neo-globalism. Assuming there's a new form of globalism that has arisen since Alex started screaming about globalism 20 years ago. My head's gone. Oh, no. We are facing a powerful enemy, almost too powerful to comprehend. The very soul of America as we know it is falling victim to a takeover, a coup d'etat. Do you remember there was a writer who we used to work with at that place we met uh-huh. who used coup d'etat incessantly All and the time. and spelled out the entire thing every time? Didn't just shorten it to coup. Would yeah. use coup d'etat for every he single one. He also used one. to say re- reify all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the life of an editor is hard, as yep. Alex would not know. Uh, uh, continuing. 
The very soul of America as we know is falling victim to a takeover, a coup d'etat. Our beautiful land is captured and polluted by factory farms. Our treasured schools are poisoned with technocratic ideologies disguised as truths. And our constitutional rights jeopardized by apocalyptic new policies that take aim at the essence of Western democracy. The human mind and heart are turned into corporate commodities to be manipulated and used in the pursuit of inconceivable concentrations of power. Inconceivable! But worst of all, these are not uniquely American threats. The target of the takeover is the whole world. Yeah, globalists. It's kind of in the name, Alex. It's it's fairly obvious. It's not Americanists. Yeah. Yet we must believe, if we are to continue in the capacity of the human spirit to transcend even those obstacles that seem insurmountable, like a bowl of chili and remembering your child's name, (laughs) and to triumph over even those enemies that seem too determined, too powerful to ever be vanquished, but have no fear. We have seen it in every culture and context. Oh, I'm gl- did he ever mention ancient Rome in this book? I don't remember uh, it, but I think he probably did at some point. Just I'm that's not sure, the vibe. I see. Mm, I'll say he did, even if it's not true. Sure. Uh, that's not libel slander. Uh, we have seen it in every culture and context. Ultimately, the deep-rooted human urge towards freedom will always prevail over the lesser urges of greed on the one hand and fear on the other. This is a long-term struggle to build a better world for our children. Wow. Ah, boy. He took just part of the 14 words. He took seven of the 14 words there. Um, Thank you for joining me in these pages. (laughs) I hate it when writers do that. Yeah. It's so trite and Thank you for joining me on this crazy journey we call life. Thank you for giving me $25. Yeah. For opening your mind to a terrifying reality. For resisting the myriad forces that seek to control what you think and read. For standing up against the almost endless propaganda and censorship. I hope you will continue to resist. For America and for all of humanity. Finally, I'd like to thank writer extraordinaire Kent Heckenlively, who actually wrote this fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say that. Uh, Nope, that's my editorial insertion there. I am. He does thank Kent Heckenlively. He does does, say that. That's on the page. That's just not the actually wrote the fucking book. Continuing. I am deeply grateful for his help in condensing and organizing the research presented here and looking forward to working with him on future projects. End of the book. And indeed, we can only hope that there are future Alex Jones, Kent Heckenlively joints. Collapse, yeah. (laughs) We can only hope that such a thing would happen. Ah, somehow the acknowledgement page just became my favorite chapter of the yeah, book. Yeah, there you go. Revised. <laughs> revised favorite chapter. Anyways, Bennett, do you want to... I'm coming up with another phrase for ending a thing. Do you want to murder this thing in cold blood with some clips? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. With some put soil on the top of its six-foot-deep buried body. Yeah. yeah. And I will... So, my, my thought in putting the clips together for today. Um, Alex seems very funny and fun on the surface, uh, despite the fact that we've played him saying some pretty bad stuff throughout this show. Uh, but my thought was to end it all off, because everyone's had a laugh, we've all enjoyed his stupidity and the bullshit he's just lied about, but still probably believes. Um, but I thought it's probably worth it to look a little bit at the more terrifying, awful, gross side of the man. Um, and so cool, I haven't some, had enough of that. Yeah, I have some clips of him saying some stuff. And so content warning here at the beginning, uh, transphobia, homophobia, just all, all the obias, uh, and all the bad stuff, uh, are in this. Um, so if you don't want to hear this, you know, um, 
probably time to end the episode for you. Uh, and I realized... All right, see ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I realized this the other day, that I should probably edit the beginning of our show, the intro, to include a content warning for every episode. Um, that probably should be there. That'd probably be a good thing to have, just given what we regularly deal with on this show. Yeah. Um, so... As soon as I get back from vacation and remember to do that, I'm going to go ahead and do that. But Bennett, this first one uh, is from, and, and this is one that I actually don't remember if we played it or not, but I don't think we played this one. Uh, this is from December 2nd, 2022, uh, and this is Alex Jones um, defending Kanye West tweets again. Oh, good. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's good. To stop tyranny, okay. so Pause does it. he. That's, that's just the intro bumper. I No, I understand. It's just also the way you said December 2nd, 2022 really reminded me of the way the FDR says December 7th, 1941 when he's talking about... <laughs> A day about... that will live in infamy. <laughs> yep. Live from the Infowars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. I like the string. And it's Friday. I mean, he plays good music. This is something... I mean... I'm not going to, you don't have to give him credit. Under no circumstances do you have to give <laughs> you him credit. I'm, not, gonna, it I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it. December 2nd, 2022. I know a lot of people are tuned in today. We have a record audience yesterday and today of over. Yeah, I believe that was the day he had Kanye West on. I believe that's why he had a record audience. 40 extra million people that tuned in. Only a, a 40 million. He just claimed 40 million extra people tuned in for that broadcast bit. Do you want to take a guess at Tucker Carlson, how many people uh, he had on an average night? Uh, like 4 million? 4 million. That's, eh, you're, 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 you're a little. Um, Tucker Carlson, um, he averaged, uh, oh, actually I have Bill O'Reilly pulled up. That's not, Bill O'Reilly averaged 728,000 viewers aged 24 wow. to 50, 25 to 54. Uh, but let's okay, see. but okay, twenty-five to fifty-four is not his demographic. <laughs> uh, that is short. That is true. That is true. Hold on, I had the wrong page pulled up here. I had the wrong results, so I have to I fix think that. Four million is probably about right. Well, I mean, if Alex is getting forty million, Ben, yeah. you know, uh, uh, certainly, certainly Tucker Carlson uh, would have I don't know eighty, a hundred million, um, something like that. Obviously, as as much more important than Alex as Alex himself is recognized. Tucker Carlson is much more important than Alex is. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, my show is really, my computer is really slow right now because I have too many tabs open. Um, quarter one of 2023, or actually this is quarter four of 2022, 3.41 million. You were so close. You were so close. There so close. But Alex, as we know, 40 million new viewers of this particular episode. Yeah, he's telling the truth. Yeah. Other time we had a bigger audience was election night, 2016, when Trump rode in on that massive populist red wave. And that obviously was Kanye West, formerly Kanye West, yay West, in studio. It's nice to see Alex respecting someone's chosen name. Yeah. It's really nice. For three hours and 10 minutes, and everybody's shooting in, want to know the inside baseball or behind the scenes stuff, and I, I, I do have all that with... What happened with him and Elon Musk last night and uh, Gay being banned on Twitter again and the aftermath and what really happened behind the scenes and all the rest of it. And I'll be getting to that coming up in the last segment of this hour and then some into the next hour. But I, I've got to tell you, it, it, it's important for free speech. 
It's important to know the behind the scenes, what really went on. And it's the top story in the world right now, whereas potential nuclear war with Russia, global currency devaluations, uh, the news coming out that indeed the so-called COVID shots are deadly and are causing mass illness, blood clots, and death. That's You know how that news is all coming out. Yeah, was, I remember that. It was in the white papers. Really the biggest story. And so quite frankly, uh, I'm, I'm almost tempted not to talk about the interview yesterday because we've got this giant uh -huh. audience of millions of new people. Mm, maybe it's because Kanye oh, okay. engaged in blatant anti-Semitism on Alex's yeah. show. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Even Alex was like, whoa, you can't say that. Oh, for the record, just today, uh, this might not happen today, but it was noticed today. Um, um, uh, Ali, what's the, why am I blanking on his name? I always remember the names of fascists, don't I? I never forget. Yeah. Them. Uh, but Nick Fuentes and Ali Alexander's pages got taken down off of Alex's video website, Band.video. Oh, so maybe he finally Why? realized just... it was a little too Nazi. Okay. They've never tuned in. And what we normally do is not wear gimp mask on air and <laughs> talk about how we love Hitler. Um it, it was, it, it, he just realizes. <laughs> he realizes how bad it looked. He realized how fucking awful it looked for him. But he can't do anything about it because he needs Kanye so badly. He thinks Kanye's going to pay his legal costs. It was trolling at an epic level. I did not know that was going to happen. Um, I had been told that they wanted to come here and kind of move into some other subjects and other issues. I said, you can cover whatever you want. And when the Jew stuff started... Mm. Mm. The Jew stuff is never a good phrase. Mm. I said, okay, I guess you're going to do the whole show on this. And I believe in the First Amendment, so I let... You know, yeah, he do that. He's he believes in the First Amendment, so he allowed an anti-Semite to spew that on his show. Yep. Which, as we all know, Infowars is, of course, a government operation. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that, it's, I think uh, the that's why government the has a controlling a, a controlling stake. Anyway. Alex just uh, announced to the world that Infowars is a government op. That I'm I'm glad he can proudly proclaim it now. Honestly, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Alex, Alex Jones is controlled opposition, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They started interrupting him. So I, I let him say what he had to say. I, I told him I disagree with him. And, you know, Ye is a savant. There, there's no doubt. Uh, I'm not even a huge fan of hip-hop and rap, uh, but I do like the better stuff. And his stuff is very, very, very complex. Uh, and his stuff really makes my head bop, anyways. especially but, that one. I, about I, the gold diggers. I want the meme of, you know, name three more albums, but instead for Alex, it's name a single song, Alex. Name a single song. <laughs> name one He's other like, rapper. I like the one that goes beat, bop, billy, bop, boop, bop, bop. But uh, he even said he thinks he's autistic. And so everybody being mean to him, or, or, or people saying, well, you're actually bullying. So to say this. The guy is eccentric as it gets. And is autistic, okay? So, and I've gotten a chance to talk to him on the phone and, and over the past, around him in person. The dude is autistic, okay? So, um, I, I, I think he's a nice person. I don't think he means bad. He's obsessed with... I think he does. I, I think he means that he likes Hitler. And I think yeah. that's bad, Alex. Did, did we talked about how uh, he, he tweeted Jonah Hill and was like, I like. I, I was wrong about the Jews after he watched Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about that. <laughs> Engineering and things like that, and obviously the Nazis were as well. 
I mean, hell, the whole world's basically adopted their designs and everything they did. That's how they sold Germans on getting on board with them uh, was you know, all the things they did. But By the way, if anyone wants good content about what the Nazis actually did, I have to recommend uh, YouTuber Three Arrows, um, who is always good at debunking the far right's false claims about the Nazis. So if you want that, go check him out. He's great. I'm going to break down what I really think happened and where this is all going coming up at the end of the hour. We all heard but what I happened. need to hit the really big news first that's way more important, quite frankly, at the end of the day. And I tried to get Ye to get into the poison shots and get into uh, what it's really all about and, the, and the, the, the human depopulation operation. But he didn't want to do that. Uh, and I've invited him back on. But I said, listen, you had no. your three hours of uh, the whole... So, yeah, that's, that's the gist of it. Um... It's not great. He goes on to slander the Anti-Defamation League as basically the real Nazis. He defames the Anti-Defamation League? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, irony is thick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a regular talking point of Alex, right? He claims that the ADL were running uh, the the Aryan Nations compound that Timothy McVeigh went to and all this stuff cool. and blah. They're the real Nazis, blah, 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 blah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same old stuff. So we start off light, I think, with Alex yeah, defending... Think- the guy who came and did the anti-Semitism on his show. I think mm-hmm. for Alex, that's relatively light. We've seen him talk to David Duke and basically agree with everything that Duke had to say. Uh, next one, Berlick. Mm-hmm. This is from uh, September 6th, 2018. I think I'm reading that right. Yeah, 2018. Um, and this is... I think this is what Alex really thinks of brown people. Oh, no. And I had... Hispanic ladies come up to me and white ladies and white dudes and go, F you Nazi in D.C. outside the hearings. It's on video. You ought to find those and play those. Those were epic videos. Funny how he can never seem to have the videos he wants uh, available for everyone to see. Now, I don't I don't doubt that there were people calling Alex a Nazi. No, Um, I, I think I probably would have done the same because many people, as I've said many times, inappropriately use the term Nazi when they mean fascist. Um, you know, it's a small error. It annoys me sometimes, but uh, people do that. I don't deny that probably happened, but let's see what he said happened next. From the live feed, see if Duke can grab those. It's right towards the end of the live feed before we left the Senate. And they're like, F you, Nazi! And I'm like, well, actually, I believe in Martin Luther King. I believe judgeable on what they stand for. I believe in Martin Luther King. (laughs) He's not a fairy. By the way, do you want the context of what this video nope, is about? Absolutely no, absolutely not. I'll tell you at the end. There's married, you know, to her brother, you, you, you know, you, you white scum. And just, I mean, it was like KKK stuff on steroids. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there. Because th- you know how the KKK were known for yelling uh, at Nazis and calling people white scum. Yeah, famously. Yeah. Sorry, what They're did just... he say about married to brother? Was that? Oh, it was some... in Ilhan Omar. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay, know, they cool. all love that line spewing all this racism at me. And I didn't dislike them because they were Hispanic because I had great Hispanic fans coming, wonderful people. I was hugging all over them. I had like 10 groups of Hispanic folks come up and love on me. But the- Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. L- love on Show me, me the I video not, of that, do, Alex. Show I me the not, video of that I, part. I don't like love on me as a term. <laughs> That's a bad term. There were these ladies that were kind of dressed like MS-13, all thugged out. And they were just saying, you know, get out of here, Pilgrim. You're trash. We hate you. You're subhuman. And it's all the same stuff the New York Times writer was saying. So the MS theme, MS-13 dressed brown ladies mm-hmm. were saying, get out of here, Pilgrim. Pil- pilgrim? 
I don't is know. That about like you, a, is that a specific slur or like only in John Wayne movies? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this story totally happened. That's what they've done. That's what the globalists have created. So that's what this is targeting to create these people. The brown KKK. To go out and push this narrative and put up giant billboards of this guy like an icon because he says America sucks and he says there's all this division because they're trying to counteract that Trump is trying to bring the country together. Who do you think this guy is? Billboards of this guy. Who's this guy? Uh, can you just play that last little sentence again? I want to hit the full. Okay. Like an icon because he says America sucks and he says there's all this division because they're trying to counteract that Trump is trying to bring the country together. Billboards mm. of this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Who says America sucks. It's Colin Kaepernick, Benedict. It's Colin oh. Kaepernick. Of course that's what it is. This was about kneeling in the NFL. That's what this is about. That's how we get brown women MS-13 and the brown KKK. Great. Yep, that's what it all is. Okay, next one. Next one, Benedict. Uh, Can this, this be one, the last one? Unfortunately, no. Oh, uh, okay. This one, whew, August August twenty seventh, twenty eighteen, um, and this is one that that's it's homophobia, transphobia for anyone who was wondering where it was coming. Um, this is uh, something we haven't talked about a whole lot, but it's something I did want to highlight because it's what Alex does, um, and a lot of the far right does, of including pedophiles in LGBTQ. Um, and that's, that's what he's doing here. Previous Pope had him on house arrest, but then the new Pope comes in and erases all this. His deputy's been busted, is in a secret trial over hundreds of traffic boys. Let's get to the bottom line. Do you think the Pope is about to resign A and B? Explain to people how these pedophile networks work, because if you're talking 301 priests in Pennsylvania, that's most of the priests admitting they were raping little kids. I mean, that means chances are... If you're looking at five Catholic priests, two or three of them are pedophiles now. And again, it's it's other major institutions. It's public schools. It's colleges. It's Protestant groups. Uh, it's, the, it's the liberals, uh, the left. If I criticize uh, the LGBTP community, I, I had the pedophile thing on the end because now NAMBLE is mm -hmm. part of that. And they promote it. I'm now anti-gay if I say don't have access to kids, don't sexualize kids. I don't care if it's head of a sexual homosexual okay. Alex, to schools please. And, and talk about sex with kids when they're five years old i mean clearly there's an obsession in this global cult with children who runs Jesus it who Christ. is it because it's all being exposed okay stop it stop it stop it, stop it. Mm -hmm. this is a lot it's a lot the the nambla thing on its own is a lot it is it is very much a lot and boy wait until i tell you who alex is talking to here oh Okay, tell me. Just the Vatican tell me now. has definitely been at the highest level of this uh, global pedophile network uh, that now Donald J. Trump is really busting and fighting. In, uh, so that's clearly QAnon shit. You hear the QAnon in that. Right? Yeah. So this is a guy named Leo Zagami. Oh, I um, thought it was going to be Silvio Berlusconi. So that's <laughs> a... <laughs> you hear Italian and you think Berlusconi. <laughs> I, I hear Italian like accidentally going on a radio show and just agreeing with everything that's said about <laughs> <laughs> so this is a guy named leo zagami who claims to be a, a journalist uh claims to be a former member of the illuminati 
claims to be a high-level individual within the Catholic Church. Makes a lot of claims that don't have any support for them whatsoever. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and, and, okay, so we had the whole pet. Now, the point of the clip was Alex throwing in pedophile with LGBTQ, you know, his thing he just says there. Um, yeah. That's gross and disgusting and complete horseshit. Um, and, again, I'll defer to go, go listen to the Knowledge Fight guys. They've uh, talked about that plenty of times and how Alex is just, just full of shit. Uh, but, you know, obviously... Uh, <laughs> you don't a, need us to tell you that, though. No. Or yeah. them. You know, I, as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, we don't accept pedophiles. That is not a sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's horseshit. But Leo Zagami is a super fun character because he is so full of shit, I can't believe even Alex has him on his show. It is astounding to me. This guy claims he was in the fucking Illuminati, Benedict. He yeah, claims he so was in the I. goddamn Illuminati. Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, and again, I will say, go check out Knowledge Fight. They've talked about Leo Zagami plenty of times. He is a delightful character. And also, a former uh, European house DJ. Uh, so A techno-fascist. <laughs> He's a techno-fascist. All right, then, let's move to the next clip. Uh, this one. Uh, this, this has a, uh, I don't know if we talked about it really, uh, but this is a, a, a friend of the, friend of the show in some regards, uh, previously on Alex's show in, this is August 20th, 2018. I had a lot around that date cause there's some good stuff around then. Um, talking about something she did in an Apple store and hence does not involve pooping herself. Let's talk about the latest video you did uh, that's gone super viral. I know millions of views on different platforms. Uh, what made you think of this? I think it's a great idea. It's a peaceful, nice way to get the word out. Uh, tell folks what you did to Caitlin Bennett. Ah, I, yeah, for, I forgot fuck. that he gave her name and gave it all away. It's Kent State Gun Girl, Caitlin Bennett. I do you know honestly? I forgot she existed. It's <laughs> been a blessed time for me. Most people did. Yeah. Because when she got banned off of everything. She didn't have the platform to do she a Laura Loomer. She didn't have the Loomer. network to do it, yeah. She, she couldn't do a Laura Loomer and go on Alex's show and look what they've done to my life. My life is ruined. So I was just at the mall in, uh, uh, in Ohio, and I saw the Apple store, and I was with my boyfriend, which is the founder of Liberty Hangout, and he's like, let's go in there and um, change all the computers to InfoWars. And I was like, should we? And he's like, yeah, let's go do that. And I, we kind of looked at each other, we're like, let's go do it. So we walk in Hilar- there. A hilarious and because prank. Apple has terrible customer service anyway. Yeah, man. Apple has such bad customer service, we put InfoWars on the iPads. All of their, you know, like, hipster-looking employees were all talking to each other, and we're, they weren't paying attention to me. So I just started changing all the computers and uh, decided, you know, he started filming a video, and I was like, you know, let me say something first. So I said that because, you know, it's it's peaceful. It's kind of just a funny way to get back at them for, you know, being so hypocritical in speech and allowing, um, you know, just racism against whites. In, mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just Apple loves anti-white racism. Yeah, it's all about the racism against whites. And this is the point where I remind you that back in 2016, Liberty Hangout, the outfit run by uh, Caitlin Bennett and her hus- husband, Justin Muldo, did some tweets uh, denying the Holocaust. Feels like worth mentioning in oh, the great. context of that statement. Feels like feels like it's worth mentioning. Next clip, Benedict. This goes back to the racism stuff. Uh, it's all really about the racism stuff. 
This is from April 24th, 2018. Just gonna let it play. It's the Democrats calling for attacking Republicans and Christians and conservatives. The Democrats pushing race war. I mean, this is so obvious. Don't people see this? And the leftists go, oh, you're scared. Yeah, I'm not scared of me physically. What's happened to me? I'm scared of the level of propaganda that Hollywood would put crazy-ass crap out like army trucks are going to Chicago to kill black people. You don't need to send army trucks. The Democrats ship in the heroin and the cocaine and sit there and have you die. And they have 51% of the black babies being aborted. But you don't hear anything out of the black leaders or the Hispanic leaders because they're bought and paid for. Well, I'll be honest. In addition to the racism, I picked this one because it's just so much fun. It it's is such fun. A great clip. It's I'm such a great clip. concerned for his blood pressure. <laughs> I think his doctor is too. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I know after they get you, they're going to get me. And I'm sick of kissing your ass, getting you to wake up and see what the hell's going on. Now roll that tape. That, if I've ever heard it, is genuine outrage and not. Yeah, I, this is the not most foghorn leghorn he's ever sounded. <laughs> so, Benedict, the purge. I think you heard Fuck. that. What he's angry about, what he's yelling about here, is a trailer for another purge movie. It's the, a trailer fam- for a purge famous movie. satire of the purge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a trailer for the purge movie. That's what he's mad about. That's the government rolling trucks into Chicago to murder black people. It's the purge movie. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the left wants to fight the purge. We can pull up the George Soros documents where they wanted race war in America in 2015 and failed, and Eric Holder and all the rest of these people. They don't give a damn about you. They use you and control you. They work for multinationals. It's in the WikiLeaks how they want race war in this damn country. I'll remind you, this is about the purge movie. This country's so damn bad, go to another country. But see, you don't want to do that. And I'm not talking to our listeners that are already awake. I'm talking to people that don't get it. You whoa, wanna- whoa, whoa, Alex Jones's listeners are woke? Yep. Just like Fox yep. firing Tucker Carlson. Keep being chumps your whole life. You want to keep buying a bunch of BS? Then keep believing Hollywood and Harvey Weinstein doesn't want to absolutely destroy you. He thinks he's better than you. That big old ugly piece of crap. He thinks he's better than you. Literally a meme about what the bad guy says. You think you're better than me? Yes. Literally a meme about what the, the bad guy says. Play the tape. Oh, hey, pause again. Oh, there's Van Jones. Okay. Apparently Van Jones was in a Purge movie, and I only learned about it because of this clip. About black people, roll again. Is the purge a political device? It is a psychological one. If we want to save our country, we must release all our anger in one night. Tonight, we'll see the good and evil in everyone. This is your emergency broadcast. Okay, system. pause this. Mm-hmm. I can a hundred percent see Alex advocating for a purge. You know, I think he thinks because he has all the guns that yeah, I think he'd be. I think he'd be. He'd be a soft maybe on a purge. Like I, he, I, I feel like he could have fallen either way on this and just been like, if someone had told him we were going to do it, he'd be like, maybe. Yeah, he wouldn't be He wouldn't be a hard no. I know that. Yeah. 
the truth is, it was the Republicans and the Christians and the abolitionists that tried to end it all. And then the globalists said, oh. what are we going to do with all these freed slaves coming to big cities? We're going to make their areas red light districts. We're going to take control of them. We're going to buy out their leaders. And the Democrats have been effing you over ever since. And so have the Republican leadership. And finally, Trump tries to build industry in your neighborhoods. And the plantation owners, most of them who are black, are shitting their KKK pants. Because let me tell you, the big secret is the real KKK at the mid-level is a bunch of racist black people who hate black people. Okay, cool. Awesome, so, right? Moving Alex on. Alex is very clearly drunk there as well, I should yeah. mention. Very clearly drunk. And that I, he, he, he strolled right past shitting that KKK as well. Like, <laughs> he doesn't have that. He, he just doesn't have the game to pull that off. No, especially not a few drinks deep. That brings us to our last clip, Benedict. And I figured we'd end it off. We'd end it all off by looking at where is Alex right now? Uh, so, is he in jail? Please tell me he's in jail. It would be nice. Uh, but no, that's not where he is. Uh, if you've been following the news, Benedict, as some people tend to do, uh, you might be aware that I, I try a, not to. There's been a new entrant into the presidential race for 2024. Um, oh, is and, it RFK it, Jr.? Don't make me listen to RFK Jr. It's RFK Kevin, Jr. I can't listen to both of them in a single clip. I will die. I'm sorry. The line in the sand, folks, is the children. You let them come after our children. You don't fight them. Everything you got. God's going to cut you off for eternity. You will burn. By the way, Alex at the top of his game is Alex when he is talking over a good intro song leading <laughs> from the commercial break. Nothing will ever beat that for Alex being at the top of his game. That is pure. You might not like it, but that's what <laughs> peak performance looks yep. like. Sure. Absence from God is a hell unspeakable. All right, let's go back to your phone calls. I'm going to hurry through them now. Uh, what was your point, Jerry, that you wanted to get to? Thanks for the plugs and things, but what were the points you wanted to make about RFK Jr.? Uh, you know, I watched his entire speech the other day, and, you know, I, I listened, giving him a chance, thinking I, he, I, he was just going to be another Democrat. But i got to be honest, I was, I'm a two-time Trumper, and I'm not a Trumper at all anymore. You know, he's still pushing the shots. I, I agree with Justin, your, one of your last callers. You know, Joe Big, he's still in jail, isn't he? I mean, he hasn't. He left you standing high and dry at the Capitol. I mean, you know, that's a valid point by Alex's caller that Donald Trump betrayed and abandoned everyone who thought that he was going to be their savior. Just yeah, I mean, he has been talking about pardoning them, but if he gets elected again, right? That's the he could have done it before he left office, he and he just sure didn't. Could. And as the guy mentioned there, he's still pushing the poison shots. That's right. Yeah. He hasn't come out. I mean, if people don't see that he's part of the problem, they're crazy. But after listening to Bobby Kennedy Jr., and I, I was a Democrat up until I was 22, and I'm, I'm 58, and I've switched. But I Okay, that's not a long time to be a Democrat. I was a Democrat for to the 58? first election that I voted in. Oh, wait, how long did he say he was a Democrat? He until? said up until he was 22, oh, and then okay. he switched. I thought he said from 22 to 58. That's right. <laughs> so he was a Democrat when George Wallace was fucking... <laughs> I'm not going to do the math on it, but I will accept your it representation. Does, it does not work out, but it's fine. Myself, after watching that speech, everything he said was fantastic. If he's the real deal, I mean, I think we got to give him a look. You know, and you I, yesterday when I was on hold, you mentioned you were going to do a Saturday show on him. 
better yet, you should invite him on. He'd come on. Uh, well, no, no. Here, here's the deal. I, I've talked to Kennedy's people, and they say, we're talking to 20 years ago, 10 years ago. They go, Mr. Kennedy respects you and thinks you're doing great work, but obviously you are so toxic with some people That's uh, that it would hurt some of his long-term plans. He's been playing. I don't know whether that's a lie or not. You know what the weirdest thing about Bobby Kennedy Jr. is? What? That he's married to that uh, <laughs> Cheryl Hines. Cheryl Hines. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, for that reason alone, every time uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. walks on a stage, the, the Curb theme should play. Should it, play. It really should. It re she, Cheryl Hines can get authorization for that. She, she can get Larry. Larry David would let that happen. He'd be yeah. cool with it. <laughs> been planning to run for president forever he's been building his network i think he's a good man overall and agree with all his policies but i i know he's a real i mean you can feel it discernment see it america first he gets it uh and i that was a sp string of battle with no point yep. that was just Babbit, 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 america first he gets it i think he should get the nomination for the democrats and then it could be trump versus him or however that's going to go down uh but I, I i don't think kennedy should come on because with his constituents, that would probably hurt him and might lose it. But yes, Kennedy is a listener. I'll leave it at that. We have the same publisher of his books, of my book. Oh, cool. And I'm not going to try to get Kennedy in trouble with this. Uh, and of course, he, he can deny it if he wants. That's fine. Uh, but uh, Kennedy, Kennedy's definitely awake and knows what's going on and has been uh, listening to the show for a very He's awake, long time. not woke. I mean, wow, Alex supporting all the wokes. He's yeah. supporting all the wokes, but there you hear it, Alex. Ben, ben, there you hear it, Benedict. Bobby Kennedy Jr., he's awoke. He's awokened. He's awakened. He's awoken. Um, His third and, eye is awoken. And he is a listener of Alex, according Great. to Alex. So okay. that's, that that's where Alex done? is today. Uh, and I'll say, uh, if you expected a strong ringing endorsement of, of Robert Kennedy Jr. in that, um, I'm sorry to mislead you that that might have been the case. Yeah. Alex will wait until it is decided who will be the Republican nominee and then fully back that person 100% because uh -huh. that's where his money is. That's what it's all about. So that's it. We are done with Alex. We are complete. We are, are roasted. We are... Um, I should have put together a list of terms for when things are done uh, before I started the show. But never to return to him nuked. again. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will return to Alex at some point in the yeah, future. I'm sure. But uh, it's been a ride. It's been a ride going through Alex's book. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun. I am very excited to get on to our next one because uh, I think it is time for us to do some fiction. And we probably couldn't have picked a better fiction selection. That's than right. The Way of the Shadow Wolf because boy just the cover is crazy enough but thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show remember if you just can't get enough of us you can go over to patreon.com forward slash nygbc and become a patron for as little as one dollar an episode for patron only episodes shout outs on the show early releases of our episodes and more as always we have to give a shout out to our wonderful and amazing patrons torian the gallant amy i gotta come up with a voice for that one i gotta have a voice for that one it's gotta be like like <laughs> Stronghold Crusader 2 kind of voice. <laughs> in the Gallets, huh? <laughs> Amy Kaiser, Sean Sullivan, Lauren S. I love when Jordan yells out, thank you very much. Also, go listen to the NYGBC podcast. Thank you. Hey. Little Flick, William Patterson, Flack Weasel, Sadie's Sister Wednesday, Kieran Dackler. Join us next week when our guests will be Fidel Castro, Augusto Pinochet, and Purr Pot. Wait a minute. I just read, I read all those wrong because that person read the writing prompt. 
They were, more properly, Fidel Castro. Okay. Augusto Pinochet. Pinochet. Yeah. Pinochet. 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 Sorry. I don't speak Italian. It's French. <laughs> that was the joke, asshole. And Per Pot. How did I miss Per Pot? No, you got Per Pot. No, how and did I miss like... Per Pot when I said on a previous episode I couldn't come up with one for Paul Pot? Oh, okay. <laughs> you, sir, have won the week. Henry Louis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Isaac Horvat, Clifton Stuckey, Paws Loves NYGBC, A Restless Native, A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Polly Hauptman, Melissa C., J.D., George Saulnier, Janet Yutter, Stefan, Sharkbelly, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee, Dave Garrido, Dave Barwick, Charles Trulier, Ch- Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Ellie Bartlett, Mockingbird Nation, Macaw, Tarn Somerville Fletcher, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, C. David, Megan Ruth, Hot Waxabi, I'm here for the knowledge fight. Glowrung the Deceiver. Danielle, Big Easy Blast Me, and Ian Guistino. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, per pot. Goodbye. Club Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.